0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night as we react to another Eagles victory. 11-1. Jalen Hurts should be. The NFL MVP over Patrick Mahomes. That's our greatest play. I'm convinced this Eagles team is going to win the Super Bowl as they are on their way here to the number one seed. Uh, We did get the news today that maybe Garoppolo's foot injury isn't quite as bad as they thought. Maybe not season-ending. You know, regular season-ending for sure. But maybe he can return to the playoffs. We'll see on that and and how he progresses. Here's what I know. The Eagles are the best team in, in the NFC, and I trust them week to week more than any team in the NFL. I am convinced they're going to win the Super Bowl. They have been that consistently excellent for me to believe that. All right, but on the Trey Turner thing is, and I gave you a lot of my thoughts on, uh, you know, hit the contract versus the player. The player's excellent. The contract worries me, 11 years for a middle infielder. But let's talk about how we would line this thing up. So let's give our lineups here. Here's what I wrote down yesterday. And and I did mine with Bryce Harper back, okay? We know Bryce Harper's not going to play The first few months of the season, maybe it's late June, maybe it's July, you know, he'll come back at some point off of the Tommy John with Bryce Harper in there. Here is how I set the lineup up. And here was my main goal. I want to try to keep legitimate separation with the lefties. So I I want, I, I want to stack it. So right handers can feast on the lefties when the lefties come in late in games. We know there's a three batter rule now. So, ideally, I put two righties between each lefty. That, that's my ideal thing. That doesn't work out in every every sense. but And I, I try to really set up the righties. It's more than just protecting the lefties, right? Because, you know, Bryce Harper could hit against lefties. He's not awful against them. Schwerber obviously better against righties. But he hit the, I think Schwerber hit a bunch of home runs last year, my memory tells me, against lefties. He, you know, he could hit home runs against
2: lefties. You hit 46. You probably hit some yeah. against lefties.
1: Uh, but I, I really want to set up the righties to feast on the lefties. That's really my point of, of my argument for the lineup. So I tried to put two righties between the first three lefties that I stacked in the order. So here's how I did it. Kyle Schwarber leadoff. You know, you know, you know, it's okay. I mean, Kyle Schwarber did it 46 home runs as mostly leadoff hitter. And they went to the world series with this. And I, for some reason, everyone you know, doesn't want to hit leadoff. It's pretty darn successful hitting leadoff, leadoff, Kyle Schwarber batting second. I have Trey Turner. I'm, I'm getting ready for our, our leading offs. Schwarber, Lead off. Turner, second. Real Muto, third. Harper, fourth. Hoskins, fifth. Bohm sixth. Stott, seven. Castellanos, eight. Marsh, Veerling, you know, the platoon there at center, ninth. Now, a couple of thoughts, because uh, people send me messages when I put this up, that, that these Phillies would not hit Castellanos, eighth. I don't care. It's my lineup. He hits eighth. He stinks. Until he starts hitting again, he comes nowhere near above the players I put him. And as far as Schwerber-Turner, I mean, I just think if you if you did that late in the game, opponent opposing manager would absolutely put a lefty in for Schwarber, right? Because they got Harper coming up soon. They try to get Schwarber. Turner and Real Muto should would dominate or should dominate against you know left-handed relievers coming out of the bullpen. So I would go Schwarber, Turner, Real Muto, Harper, Hoskins, Bohm, Stott, Castellanos, Marsh, Veerling. Now, if Castellanos hits again, if Stott takes a leap. You know, this is all subject to, you know, we could change this around. But that's how I would do it right
2: now, Tucker. Yeah, I have the top three the same. I I think, I guess top five. Uh, Schwarber, Turner, Romuto, Harper, Hoskins. I just like having those righties in between, right? Mm -hmm. If Schwarber and Harper are the two guys that opposing managers fear in your lineup. Which they are. And they're going to bring out a, a lefty. If, you know, Bob Melvin gets off his butt and puts Josh Hader in a game guess what? Then you have Turner and Romuto in the middle there. And one of the reasons why I think they struggled in the postseason was Romuto and, and Hoskins, when push came to shove, didn't make opposing managers regret putting lefties in. So if you have those guys in there now, to be honest, if Harper isn't in there early on in the season, I like Trey Turner hitting leadoff and moving Schrober back to a, a situation where he could produce more RBIs. But I think with Harper in the lineup, keeping them separated and keeping them as far up in the lineup as possible – Makes sense. I, I would put Castellanos 6 for now based on, you know, what he does. I just think Castellanos is a good enough hitter that he'll figure things out. I like Marsh 7, Bow 8. I like Stott 9. I think Stott's a better hitter than those two guys, but I like what we see. I like his approach when he hits, and I like having a guy down there that can really just turn the lineup over, right? We saw it in the postseason uh, a few times where he came up with big at-bats and big hits. I just like the idea of not having an automatic out, not having your worst hitter at number nine, and having a guy who, if Kyle Schwarber is hitting leadoff, he will have RBI opportunities if Boehm and Stoddard are hitting down there at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, there's no question. He will. Uh, he'll
1: have a lot of them. And, and then in and this lineup, we could play it out any way we want. You could, you know, reconfigure it any way you want. They should score a lot of runs. I mean, when, when Bryce Harper comes back, having Trey Turner in this lineup, I mean, effectively the Phillies swapped out Gene Segura for Trey Turner. And at this point in their careers, and I mean, Segura was was at one point um, a better offensive player than he is now, but it's 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 a pretty big difference. You know, Gene Segura now to, to, to compared to Trey Turner. I mean, Trey Turner last season, just, just last season, had had the most played appearance in baseball. He had the most at-bats in baseball. He had 21 home runs. He had 194 hits. He had 100 one hundred runs batted in. He hit two ninety-eight. He had an eight oh nine OPS. I mean, he it was eleventh in in um MVP voting last year. He's been as high as five. He's at three he's had two top ten finishes, three top eleven finishes. He's outstanding. I mean, he's outstanding. And last year he stole twenty-seven bases. And I think he'll, you know, thirty 25, 25, 25 seems like a very realistic 2535 feels like a very realistic floor for you know a guy like Trey Turner. Twenty forty is certainly possible. He's averaged that over the 162. Uh but I, I I don't think it's a lock Turner hits leadoff. A lot of people are saying it like it is. I I just think when Harper's there, aren't Schwarber and Hoskins clunky together if one of them's not at the top? Like, where do you put him? Like, where does Schwarber go if he's not hitting leadoff?
2: Yeah, I just I don't know, like, do do Harper three, Schwarber four, Hoskins five? But then you got the two lefties back-to-back. Yeah, and I, I know the Phillies did that 12 years ago, but if you go back and watch, like, the 2008 World Series, I know Joe Madden was, like, the, the super over-the-top, hands-on-everything manager. Go watch some of the matchups he put his relievers in in the 2008 World Series and tell me that they were playing matchups in 2008. It's just lunacy, some of the things they do with the knowledge we know now. I just... I don't know. Like the traditional baseball lineup, I guess would be Turner, Romuto, Harper, Schwarber, Hoskins. Yeah. at the top of your lineup, right? You have the big power guy in the middle, your best hitter number three, and then your two speed guys at the top. But I don't know. I just think it makes more sense this way.
1: Well, and also I, I was looking up uh, Trey Turner where he hit last year because you know, I think we think of yeah it's, mostly
2: second. That's what I was going to say.
1: I remember Bets right that they, they their lineup last year. A lot of the Dodgers game I watched were Bets, Turner, Freeman. That's how they stacked their three. Um, With the with the Dodgers, and here here's the thing: I love debating this. It's fun to talk about. Over time, over the full season, if you just put your best hitters at the top, you're going to score a lot of runs. I mean, that that's the order really becomes more things that we think about than actually changing the the math that much. Jack is in Santa Barbara. Hey, Jack.
3: Hey, Joe.
1: What's up, Jack? Um,
3: How you doing, buddy? I told I told Tucker, um, Trey Turner is an assassin with a smile. <laughs> he, he's he's like Utley, but a nice guy. And, um, so, you know, I would bat him first and JT behind him because uh, I think they can play hit and run with no shift. And JT knows how to hit, hit behind the runner to the opposite field. Um, um, the other thing is, Uh, I don't know if you know this because I watched him a lot after the Phillies games. I would watch the Dodgers games just to keep on top of who the Phillies were going to face. Mookie Betts got hurt and Trey Turner let off for about two months. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm looking at it now. He, uh, last season, he, he batted second most of the year, but you're right. There was about uh, 23 games he had first, so those, those must have been the games Betts was out.
3: Yeah, he was out, and even when he came back, he wasn't right, mm-hmm. and, they, and they DH'd him a bunch. Um, so, Trey, I, I can tell you this. He, Philly is going to love him, man. He's, he's got that Victorino charisma, and he's like, it, it's like he's like Ron Howard with a with a big stick. Everybody loves Opie and Richie Cunningham. He's like that kind of guy, and, and, and Bryce knows that about him. He's infectious. He's just perfect Philly man. I, I'm I couldn't be happier. I'm
1: excited, Jack, to watch him. He's he's going to be, and I think you're right about this town falling in love with him. Jack, we appreciate the phone call. So two things. Um, Tucker mentioned there was a story in The Athletic yesterday about how... how I found it. Uh, Turner is a really like, kind of a Philadelphia player. Before we we get to that, just want to say, like, I wrote down before the show, Barry Larkin, I, I kind of see some Barry Larkin, I see some Paul Molitor, now we could throw Ron Howard into the mix of comparisons for a trade. I I Did you see the
2: Ron Howard comp coming tonight? I didn't. At first, I was confused because... Ryan? I always Ron? think Ryan Howard right. when we think baseball. Sure. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense because Ryan Howard had a big stick... When he played, he hit fifty-eight home runs. Not Ron Howard. Trey Turner is about the size of Ryan Howard's bat, so that didn't make sense to me. But now I get it. He meant the, the soft-spoken nature.
1: <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I get it. I just, I just wasn't prepared for for a Ron Howard discussion. I mean, it, usually we come in and we kind of have a, somewhat of an idea. I didn't think I'd be suddenly thinking about the Happy Days and the theme song in my head right now. I am, and I'm thinking about young Ron Howard. But anyway, uh, Tucker, what what, that story, The Athletic, about how Turner's kind of built for Philadelphia?
2: Yeah, so this is a story uh, written yesterday about how he was built for Philadelphia, and it talks about uh, their run to the World Series in 2019. And early on in the season, Turner broke his finger on a pitch by Zach Eflin. He was trying to bun it. It hit his hand, broke his finger. And Anthony Rendon, in the middle of the season, they were talking to him. They said, man, you know, his ring finger was broken. He was out for only a month. You know, how crazy is it? And Anthony Ritone just said, well, you know, you broke his middle finger last week. His middle finger is also broken. And he was able to play the rest of the season with a broken middle finger. Never went on the DL. Never missed any time. He he told the uh, training staff, pop that mf back in after he got hit because he wanted to go out and, and keep playing. This is someone who I think, you know, Jack kind of mentioned Ron Howard and Chase Utley. I think he's a little soft-spoken, not as hard-edged as Chase Utley, but I think it's definitely a good fit, and this is someone that values stability. I know the city loves loyalty. That's why Bryce Harper's here for so long. That's why the Trey Turner, I think, is going to be beloved, because he doesn't want to have to negotiate another contract or go to a new city. He was upset that Washington leaked a lot of his contract extension talks and then just traded him to the Dodgers without any warning. And the other thing that, I thought was interesting was they said he didn't want to be a face of the franchise. He didn't mm-hmm. want to be a guy in the spotlight, which if you win a World Series, you're going to be in the spotlight. Sure. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but he came here because he wanted to be with Kevin Long, his hitting coach in Washington, and he came here because he wanted to play in Bryce Harper's shadow. He knows that even though he has a $300 million contract, there's going to be 50,000 Bryce Harper jerseys in the stands every game.
1: You know what's kind of interesting? I, I And that, that was the first time I had heard the point that he kind of wants to be a co-star, not like the face. So he's a great player, right? Any team that has money and a need this offseason was going to pursue uh, Trey Turner. You know what's interesting? Teams that didn't have a face, the Cubs, no face. The Giants, for being decent or good last year, no face. They were mostly like platoon players. Did, he wasn't named to them. Think about that. His name wasn't out there connected to those teams. You know whose name was connected to? The Phillies. The Padres already have a million stars: Soto or or uh, Tatis or Machado. Pick pick your favorite one. And the Mariners who have Julio Rodriguez. The teams that he was most connected to already have someone of bigger profile than him. It might that's the, that must be real.
2: And even in the Mariners and Padres, like those are relatively small markets, right? Like he wasn't going out and saying, "I want to you know be the next great shortstop at the New York Yankees."
1: not 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 a single connection no mets no yankees and you know what? it's it's going to work out for the phillies cuz going to come here and be really good that 2019 season when he got hurt he um he actually was better in the second half of the season than the first so obviously the you know the injury it was what it was all year but he was better at playing through some uh, significant pain there joe is up on WIP. hey joe hey joe
4: hey what's up what's up what's up
1: what's going on joe what are you thinking
4: how you guys doing now nah, first thing i wanted to talk about was uh Trey Turner, you guys were saying that uh, you're worried about the 11-year contract. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't like giving a 29-, 30-year-old player 11 years. I, I wish we could have him for 50 bucks for two years, you know what I'm saying, or three years, but it doesn't work like that. If you want these players on your team, which we need, we need these guys to win a World Series. You saw us. You saw us in the, in the World Series. We need that one more, we need that one other piece to help us offensively to get over that hump. we were in a bunch of like 3-1 games. we were in uh, games where we could have uh, pulled away, but we didn't and end up losing, and our only guy was Schwarber then. So, right. yeah, and Joe, I understand your point, and I agree they have to pay
1: to get a good player, but, but I, d- I don't agree that they had to do the contract like this. They they did it on purpose to smooth the years out. Like, they could have given him 300 over seven years. They chose yeah, but that. To gives do- us,
4: that gives us more money to go out now and get some more guys. I don't know if we're going to get anybody with the qualifying offer, but it gives us the opportunity to get some people in the bullpen, it does. Some, a starting pitcher or two. Uh, one guy I really don't want is Jameson Tyone. I don't think he was too good for the Yankees. I know why we'd want to bring Joe, him here. I'm and, uh, with Joe.
1: I, I'm so glad you said it. I am with you. I, I, his name keeps popping up connected to the Phillies. I I don't think very highly of him. He's just a guy to me and he's going to get paid to be more than that. I am He's just
4: Exactly. He's Noah Syndergaard without old injuries.
1: Yeah, he, he's you know I, he's no without the injuries. He's also if you go back and look Kyle Gibson a couple of years ago and his numbers compared it to Tyon now, it's very similar. he, he reminds me of a younger Gibson. I want no part of
4: him. Yeah, but you know, in the, actually, in the beginning when we re, when we first got Gibson, he was actually pretty good for us. It was this year that he was really terrible.
1: Oh yeah, this year was awful, Joe. I mean, at the end, and, it, was, it was just bad.
4: And another point I want to make is how we just
1: leaving Hoskins at
4: first base and making
1: believe he didn't cost us so many games last year. Yeah, they're kind of sweeping that one under the rug because you know I I just they don't have a better option right now, and I think and, and Joe, I appreciate it, man. I think with the Bryce Harper injury, they were they don't want to just give away that power because they're going to miss the Bryce Harper's power for the first three months. But do you think there's any chance that Reese Hoskins is a filling in 2024? i put it at zero. Think about how many guys they have on this team that could eventually get playing time at first base. I don't know which one will be best at it, but Schwarber, Castellanos, Romuto, I mean, Harper, like they have all these CH types. So the first base or Boehm could be used to play first base and and they already have seven now, six or six $20 million players with Nola to make it seven next year. I, I just think there's no chance he's resigning here.
2: No, and that's why I wonder, you know, as we talk about their ability to upgrade the the rotation, especially as a, a middle middle-of-the-rotation guy, couldn't he be used in a trade like that, right? Couldn't you set up a situation where if or when Bryce Harper's ready to play the outfield again, you can move Kyle Schwarber, to first base, you can move Alec Bohm to first base and, and play Edmundo Sosa yeah. or, or Nick Maton there in, in kind of a platoon. And then you improve your defense tremendously with either one of those situations and you improve the middle of the rotation. Like, I, I know Reese Hoskins hit 30 home runs last year. I know he, he's pretty much a mistake hitter. Like, he's like Pat Burl in that sense, yeah. where if you lay a 93 mile per hour fastball down the middle, he's not going to miss it. Like Strider did. Other than that, good luck. But I don't know. I just don't know what he offers this team. He's not a complete baseball player.
1: Well, he's not, and he's a free agent to be. So it's not like like four years ago. He you know he gave them cost certainty. He gave them cheap labor to play first base and and hit a bunch of home runs, to take a bunch of walks. Well, that's it's over now. I mean, he's going to be more most expensive he's ever been this year in arbitration, and um and he's a free agent after the season. But you know, adding Turner, it just takes this thing to another level. I mean, I, I compare it to the AJ Brown trade the Eagles made, because it it takes a pretty good roster. And let's not not get it twisted. The Phillies made a great run in October. Were they a great team? They were not. They need to get to another level to be a great team. And Turner can get them there. Turner can help elevate this thing to where they win over 90 games, to where they compete to win the division. Now, the Braves will still be really good. Um, The Mets, you know, that DeGrom signing in Texas is – You know, an amazing amount of years and money for a pitcher that's pitched very little. Now, DeGrom is inning for inning the best pitcher in baseball. He just doesn't pitch. You know, but the Mets didn't really get worse. I mean, is Verlander worse than than DeGrom next year? I don't think so. He's probably the same. He pitches more. So, I don't think the Mets are worse today than they were yesterday. This division is going to be really good. It's going to be really good again. But the Phillies can win this thing. You know, if, if they get Harper back before, you know, around late June, early July, and Turner's as good as we think. They could win this division next year. That, that is not something I expected to say. You know, when this offseason began, but that—that's how good Turner is. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That is how you get aboard here uh, on this Tuesday night as we react to the Philadelphia Philly signing Trey Turner. It sounds crazy to just say it. They signed Trey Turner.
2: Doesn't it almost like I? It almost feel because maybe because we projected it for so long, but. And because they've signed big name free agents, it almost feels commonplace now, doesn't it? Which is a testament to Middleton. And, big name free agent, Phillies will probably get him.
1: I mean, they've done it now, time and again, for four or five years. They're connected to someone, and they they get them, and, and they pay. Now, I love the player. I don't love the contract. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four, and the Eagles. There's a lot of things that have impressed me about this season. When we come back, I'll give you another one. I saw this after the game, and it really stood out how the Eagles when presented with a challenge this year, have knocked it down. We'll hit that. All your phone calls on Trey Turner, lineup thoughts, and the Eagles, I do believe we're watching a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94
0: WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?